IETM, International Network for Contemporary Performing Arts. Climate Justice Through the Creative Lens of the Performing Arts. Podcast Episode 1, December 2023. The following episode is the first in a three-part podcast series, commissioned and produced by IETM. Across the course of 2023, a number of focus group discussions took place in three continents where the vital role of the performing arts in the face of climate justice and climate change was discussed at great lengths. The aim of the podcasts are to reflect on the conversations that took place during these focus group meetings and to explore the meaning and implications of climate justice on the performing arts sector, as well as to highlight actions taken by the sector to respond to the climate emergency in different socio-economic contexts. This first episode took place in South Africa, with five Southern African performing arts professionals and in collaboration with HIVOS, an international development organization which aims to contribute towards just, inclusive and life-sustaining societies where people have equal access to opportunities, rights and resources. All recordings took place on Zoom in May of 2023. The group's facilitator, Samantha, is here to tell you more about the discussion and what to expect in this episode. Hi, my name is Samantha Ningomasher and I am here to introduce the following podcast which contains contributions from five Southern African performing arts professionals. They came together for a focus group discussion on 11 May 2023, which was commissioned by IETM and facilitated by myself. The aim of the focus group was to gain a better understanding of the relationship between the Southern African performing arts sector and climate justice. We did so by directly involving professionals from the region. Throughout the discussions, we dissected several key topics, such as awareness raising, community engagement, gaps in society, inclusivity, and injustice. The following speakers from the following regions took part in the discussion. Joining from Zimbabwe, O'Brien Makore and Wensla C. Katuka, also known as Karim the Comic. And from Zambia, Mark Chilongu, Manka Adrian Chipindi and Philip Kaluba. We hope you enjoy their insightful and interesting observations. What do you think is your role? as a performing artist when it comes to the subject of climate justice? Uh, our role as a performing artist in as far as the issue of raising awareness with regard to climate justice is to simplify the issue of climate justice. Because this one is a technical subject. The majority of the people, the average citizens, they don't even understand what climate justice is. And even some of the creatives they don't even understand what uh, climate justice is. So our role now as performing artists is to make sure that we simplify the message. We package it in a way which the general or ordinary citizens can understand. Then we can disseminate the information. I think that's our critical role as performing artists. Art is uh, responsible, you know, to put these tough topics like climate justice which is which may be difficult to understand to a male, a, male, a male local person, but uh, we are there to simplify it and put them into easy to digest entertainment forms. So we don't have to rule out the entertaining effect of it. Uh, we all know um, our citizens are 
you know, they love entertaining so much. So it's a matter of entertaining our, our 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 communities. Yeah, through through that. I want to emphasize on the need for an artist to be involved, included at the highest level of decision making. Because what we have seen is that global development partners, what they do is that they think on behalf of Africans at that level, especially on behalf of the artists, you find that it just cascades and comes back to an artist and say, you are a comedian from Zimbabwe. Can you do this uh, piece of art for us? Because that's what we want. But like my colleague again from Zimbabwe said, if the population in Africa, half of the population, do not even understand what climate justice is, that also includes an artist in that bracket. And if an artist is not aware, does not understand what climate justice is, and you're using it as a vehicle for development or for change, it means that they must be involved at every platform so that they understand what climate justice is at that level. They can provide their technical support on how we can use the arts to create awareness to the masses. Um, what I am getting from your responses is, first of all, the role to communicate the message, to disseminate. But before that, the need to be educated and informed about climate justice, because there's a very fine line, if it still is fine, between climate justice and climate change, where most of us can understand what is climate change, not everyone can know where the justice begins in that process. Where are the gaps in the societies when it comes to the relationship or the role of performing arts in climate justice? There's a lack of a coordinated approach to addressing climate justice. So we are all approaching it in an ad hoc um, uh, uh, way where uh, now we see that, yes, there's government here in Zambia, which has a commitment to try and ensure that the issues of climate change are addressed, but there is no coordinated approach with other sectors, okay? Like-minded institutions. How do we approach this in a more holistic approach so that each one of us, the community, individuals, government, and, uh, and other stakeholders all play a role in addressing this issue? I think whatever interventions we are putting in place in terms of climate justice, uh, we miss to use the artist. I don't like the word use, but we, we miss utilize the artist as a researcher. You know, the artist operates in the community, yeah. and uh, when they're in the community, they encounter a lot of dynamics, a lot of issues, which can be, be very beneficial to program designers up the food chain, yeah. if I may call it that. So we need to have a mechanism where the interactions of artists can also be a feedback system. Yes. It also becomes difficult for even us artists to package this content into material that people can actually disseminate. The other issue is there is lack of you know the scientific knowledge that actually speaks to you know, to simplify these issues with, with vulnerable communities, like I, I believe, not only artists can be able to 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 solve this issue one hundred percent, but it also needs you know partnerships between the communities themselves, because you know climate change speaks to saving water at home in the household, saving electricity in the household. 
So it needs to be a partnership that's long running, you know, from the community itself, um, um, the government, uh, and the government being a bigger brother in courts should also play a role in trying to cement all these partners together. Uh, the scientists that are actually, you know, studying or doing thesis on these climate change issues also need to come in play because these are the teachers that are going to teach us and everyone. And then maybe our role as artists is now simplifying these teachings into content that is easily digestible, uh, you know, vernacularize it for our different local, you know, communities. It's very, very critical that the government start to recognize artists as critical agents in terms of advocating for the for climate justice. But also like my brother in Zambia is highlighted too, the disconnect between the academic and the artists. I believe the, the academics have a, a role, a greater role. When they do their research, they need to connect with the artists. Because most of the time will be in the communities. We understand these issues. So there must be a connection between we the people who now go into the community to disseminate the information and the academics who do the research. We talk about climate justice within the communities, we're trying to represent the communities, but maybe I want us to be more particular about what justice, which communities, who is at the disadvantage, how are the communities um, experiencing the different e effects of unequal representation, uneven distribution of risks and resources. Um, when we're talking about climate justice, we're also talking about that whole inclusion process. So maybe let's be more specific about what is now this influence of climate justice. When we are seeking the climate justice, what exactly are we seeking? And when we are saying community or when we are saying society, who are we talking about? Performing arts is the impeccable power uh, to disseminate information and also try to influence the communities to, to act. So if we look in terms of climate justice, now we are looking at uh, the climate crisis which is being posed by climate change and try to connect it to issues to do with social, economic, and even racial. Specifically with Africa, we are being negatively impacted by climate change, yet we contribute not much in terms of the causes of climate change. So at the end of the day, there's that climate injustice. So as we try to disseminate the information, we need to make our communities aware that uh, as Africans, particularly, we contribute less to the causes of uh, climate change, yet we be a much of the branch of climate change. Look at agriculture. Now that the temperatures and the weather patterns are shifting, we're experiencing droughts. In some areas, we're experiencing floods. Who is being affected mostly? It is the poor communities, and majority of them in our continent, Africa. Funding is determined by those from the global north. They control funding. But when it comes to the global south, 
where we have less uh, contribution in terms of the causes of climate change. This funding will come as drops. Yet, that is where the critical work needs, needs to be done. I believe when we speak of the community, like who's the community we are saving? Um, who's, who is the society that we are saving? We are speaking to the public, um, the public communities uh, that we are looking at. Different, different towns uh, and environments, different communities are affected differently by climate change issues. For example, people living in urban towns versus people living in rural areas, they are affected by climate change issues, but they are affected by different climate change issues. So in order for us to empower these people, it's to let them know the climate risks involved with whatever challenges that are posed by climate issues in respective to that particular region they are living in or particular town they are living in. So I believe uh, the human brain has been configured to understand more on issues when they are told what can go wrong. So I think that's the first step that we need to, to conscientize our communities in order for them to, you know, in order to empower them. They need to know what can go wrong. We in Africa also are being now requested either through the arts or many other modes to try and ensure that <clears throat> we become climate aware and also begin to act. We see that it's denied in some way economically. Um, people, yes, want to adhere to climate justice issues. They want to admit, adhere to, to uh, act upon those things. But what are the solutions to those that are vulnerable, those that are, are poor? They are using charcoal for to earn a living, to send their children at school. Those were the questions that they were asking. So I'm saying there is nowhere where climate justice is more desired than where it is de denied. Are there also any other positive outcomes that can come from the communities so that it is not just a top-down approach, but it's also a bottom-up approach? Are there things that we can learn from the communities that we're representing that, hey, we're not just saying we're relaying information to the communities, but we're also relaying information from the communities that uh, can help um, respond to the climate crisis? As long as we create a collective space for dialogue on climate crisis and the people begin to understand that this is a situation, this is our problem, and how can we find a solution to this problem? The members of the community themselves can have solutions to some of these problems. Instead of having a top-down uh, approach, I think a bottoms-up approach in that way can help <coughs> turn the tide on climate crisis. There is also a lot of misinformation around climate issues, where this information, there is a lot of lies around climate issues, and it's getting into the communities. So, and we know how lies um, travel faster than the truth. So that uh, affects communities in terms of decision-making, in terms of responding to the climate crisis. So how can we take advantage of this information gap uh, and also this information that has become closer, but majority is misinformation. How do we use the artists to dispel some of these lies that are coming with uh, the issue of climate change 
to our people? How can we communicate the right information? How can we engage communities in a space where they can understand that this is a problem for everyone? How do we uh, listen to their voices so that these voices are incorporated in our plans, are incorporated in our strategies on how we can approach this so that it is a more collective approach than just a one-sided approach? Another thing that we can learn from our communities, specifically those that have faced uh, climate risks before, is you know understanding how they responded to such climate risks and how best they adapted to these climate disasters for the benefit of other communities that may also incur such climate risks. Maybe we can now move on to creativity and local. Um, perspectives and here I think it's more internal um, of course we are trying to solve global problems we're trying to solve regional problems um, but as performing artists now how do you package how do you address climate problems how do you address climate justice what is the best way to design our programming what is the best way to design our shows to package our messages what is the role of creativity in influencing or in narrating, relating or uh, local perspectives. So I was speaking um, on the need for us to use artists that come from respective communities uh, so that we don't uh, discriminate on language barriers, on, um, you know, inclusion, like uh, people living with disability, uh, issues to do with gender. So we need to use artists, we need to be inclusive when we use these artists so that at least the message is shared across everyone. And um, I think this will also create uh, the climate justice uh, ambassadors I was talking about uh, within the respective communities. Internally, as artists, I think we must be able to know that uh, the climate uh, crisis is a cross-cutting issue. And because it's a cross-cutting issue, we must be creative enough to see how we can integrate climate-related messages to some of the works that we are already doing. Um, and then also, we must also see how the best way to design you know, programming around the uh, climate crisis. But all this comes in with the issue of training, capacity building of the artists, the conveyors of this um, information, so that when they are sitting to creatively think of approaches to deal with uh, <clears throat> uh, the climate crisis, they are able to creatively make uh, 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 that type of piece that is going out to the community with an informed uh, position. What exactly about inclusivity and participation? Is it something that's a standalone that you feel like, yes, even though it's cross-cutting, we still need to give it attention and address it as a discipline of its own? The artist is an afterthought, okay? And they'll come to you the last minute. I don't know if that happens in Zimbabwe, but in Asia and Zambia, there are times when director Chipin will call you a day before. And we just said, we have a performance tomorrow. Please, can you put together your team with this, this event and we'll be talking about this. Already that's a contract shock for me 
because I need to stop everything else that I was doing to try and ensure that I work and please that client for that particular time. But when you look at remunerations of that type of approach, you find that I'm also not given that respect in that aspect in terms of professionalism. So we need artists to be engaged. We need to bridge these gaps, these disparities in terms of governance, in terms of empowerment of artists, in terms of ensuring that the artists participate in the development agenda of, of our world. Because if you leave out an artist, it's already uh, an injustice in everything that you're doing. And that level of discrimination makes it very difficult for an artist to provide professional contribution. These discussions highlighted multiple ways the performing arts approach climate justice, ranging from embodying experiences and awareness raising to community empowerment. They have also underlined that the concept of climate justice is little known and sometimes perceived as an imported concept. What clearly emerged is the need for an enabling environment, allowing performing arts organisations and artists to access funding, training and professional development opportunities. The outcome of the regional discussion also nourished ITM's research report, Climate Justice Through the Creative Lens of the Performing Arts, which is now available to download, read or listen to via ITM's website. We hope you enjoyed this first episode of the podcast series. Stay tuned for the next two episodes coming in January, where we will visit Latin America and Asia.